Welcome to Grind the Arch, Oral Histories of the St. Louis Music Scene. Hi, my name is Caleb True. Today's show is part two of our interview with the multimedia artist and musician, Jesse Rose Crane, who long ago fronted the beloved street punk band, the Dead Rose Boys. She is currently one half of the art punk duo, The Funds. Here's Jesse. class chip on your shoulder where you're like i'm not i don't want these fucking wash shoes so that's the thing mm-hmm. is like i don't want these wash shoe kids at shows and it's like no dude no like no just no like mm-hmm. yeah like let anybody come to a fucking show when i was saying that like these spaces aren't places that marginalized people want to go to it's like i'm not even speaking for those groups it's like that's what's been explained to me right by close friends right. where it's like look i this is this is what you guys don't have going on like don't you understand that when you walk into the room and you're the only person um with that skin color or with that sexual orientation that it's like you don't want to be there and mm. it's just like right so mm-hmm. uh you really like take that for granted so class really plays a role in access right but it's like you have to be open on both sides and so when i went to the artist too uh i was like i showed up and i was just like fuck fuck these rich kids that like don't care about these classes yeah to yeah. like the couple of friends that i had made mm-hmm. and <laughs> they were like just stare you know i just i'll never forget like my closest friend rachel just was like you know my parents do all right that's what she said but Rachel just happened to be a person like with enough self-esteem where she could be like, I like this person and I understand what she's saying. And like, I understand what she's tearing down and I don't feel attacked by her Mm. because Mm -hmm. I have enough, you know, and we connected on art. So we both cared about art. She's one of the most talented uh, people I know. And she feels similarly about me and we're super fucking close friends. And Mm -hmm. so it's like the other friends I made like fell in love with my band and mm-hmm. like either saw us play or like heard us um in the like wooden metal shop there and like connected with me that way mm-hmm. um on the other end of that it's like not having having problems with um identity because of like experience or one because like nothing bad has ever happened to you you like question um your reality in a way or you like compare yourself it's really weird like i've, I've literally i literally had somebody say to me once like I wish something bad had happened to me like Hmm. and me just kind of like processing that where I'm like wow like and right and just because you have all the money in the world doesn't mean that you have a perfect life but it does mean that you have access to healthcare, right and does mean Mm -hmm. you have access to like doctors Mm -hmm. help just help I think there's a place for everybody that wants to participate in music and I think that like I think the, the coolest you know if you come from money and you're like I'm fucking talented and I like who I am and nothing bad has happened to me and I care about people that you're going to be a great fucking person it's mm-hmm. just that like all of that bad stuff stems from insecurity in, right. in anyone just trying to overcompensate for something that maybe you think that you don't have and people just like have to realize that nobody has everything mm-hmm. and that's what's really cool about the word community is right. that you right. learn from each other and you fill in all the blanks. I mean, anybody that is, like, I think in a successful relationship, 
understands that their partner isn't gonna complete them it's mm-hmm. like you have to be a complete and whole mm-hmm. person and then the thing you have to have rich friendships mm-hmm. because no one human being mm-hmm. is gonna be all you know philip's not gonna play stardew valley with me <laughs> uh you know so yeah. it's like i have to i have to find that connection elsewhere uh-huh. that's funny um, uh-huh. Yeah. Class being something that you uh, can like, that you, you can, can like, kind of hide. You know what I mean? Like that hide, makes it an interesting like, like kind of difference because you can. Kind of because you can either pretend you don't have it or you pretend, pretend you're. You or pretend I mean, I think in punk culture, there's a lot I mean, of just pretending you're from the working class, even if you're not. And that's such a good point. Yeah. Different from like race, you know what I mean? You can't pretend that you're not the color you are. You know. That's so true, right? Yeah, it's people. Yeah, it was like. I felt my class showing when I would go to like art openings and I would cuss when you speak a certain way and people like stare at you or I would like go to these like I can't think of any other word but these fancy dinners and right. I'm like felt right. so uncomfortable where I'm like this is this is really weird alienating well it felt alienating to these people because they're like this is just what we do we like have brunch on boats and i'm like i don't (laughs) what is going on but also like right i had to have an epiphany where i'm like i can't hate people because (laughs) brunch on boats that's not okay either um yeah it's not my scene and i'll really put my foot in my mouth because i talk about class so much and i talk about class and race and gender uh as as a teacher and i'm very like outspoken about that like out the gate i'm outspoken about that as a student um Mm -hmm. and i just have been from a really young age and it just i don't know it's like i i to me i'm just like what is the problem like why do you even feel uncomfortable it just isn't even a fucking like big deal to me it's just like baseline conversation because it's reality greg uh quote et it's like hello like yeah that's this affects everything yeah it yeah. is just the elephant in the room that mm-hmm. affects everything um and so of course it's gonna affect the music scene and yeah i really worry about it now and i will use the word worry because uh with the with the pandemic it's like there's already pressure uh circling back to talking about um being able to even be in a band and that being like a privilege and like really being able to be like well no everyone should because they want to be and not because it's like this this special thing that they get to do Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. with the pandemic it's like yeah you're like really fucking pulling the rug out from people and so it's like yeah you don't have the the energy or the place or like the space or Mm -hmm. the access to uh be able to play music i mean being in a band when you talk about like yeah like how difficult that is like to like have the instruments mm-hmm. and to organize it it's yeah and then yeah. so yeah. what you find and what you really get like right now is like the people that really have the microphone and are really amplified are coming from this enormous space of privilege mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. yeah i it was really um eye-opening to me like people don't it's like that thing where they go we don't talk about our salaries and it's like no you should fucking talk about your salaries so everybody can get paid the same and like don't fucking that's not an impolite thing you need to fucking talk about that and be upfront about it and you need to talk about what we're paid for the labor that we do yeah yeah Yeah, big time big time it's it's like uh fucking like the first time i was like working with a doing pr on an album they were like oh you know the standard pr package is 10 grand Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I was like, what are you talking? They were like, no, like, just out the gate, start. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. And then it was like, explain to me that that's like any, literally like anything that you've ever heard of. Right, right. In time. It's crazy. It's crazy. Has a minimum of 10 grand yeah into yeah. it i'm like oh and that's that naive thing again we're like oh that makes a lot of sense like right you don't just <laughs> yeah get yeah. distribution or like yeah like all these things cost money it's fucked um, up yeah but then but then like to really understand like how much money goes out the door and how depressing it is that even as you go up and up the bar it's like so much more money is going out the window i mean i think it was right. like kim gordon right. recently said that like she makes more money with body head than she did with sonic youth because they fucking had all the trailers <laughs> and all yeah, the fucking yeah. roadies and all the shit and so it's just her um and and her and their musical partner like touring in, that, in a car right, with right. Like, limited gear and they're getting paid like similar amounts of money yeah and actually yeah. getting to keep it totally but it's like the same idea where it's like um it's like the kids that have the microphone and that was that's something that isn't nostalgic about a scene either is that in that time that you were going to a show with 50 or 100 people and like um being able to express yourself in, in a scene like that like it's just not something you get to do unless you come from such a tremendous place of privilege like, totally uh, and the cinderella story is bullshit like this rags to riches thing that gets like it's like yeah you yeah. want these these labels will want you to make you think that a label that a, that a band has a certain story and it's just this romantic romanticized narrative that's sold to you mm -hmm. and that shit is really fucking depressing yeah it sucks like you're just like man i uh, i don't know it's like that bob dylan thing it's like the robert zimmerman thing it's like yeah you want to create this like stage persona mm -hmm. but then it's like you get so lost in in the in the in the story that it's like um it's just so commercial and so far from just the genuine creative act oh affording, affording like a like musical a instruments, instruments is, is probably on par with and, and therefore and being able to be in like a band even band, if it's like a punk like band a, like that's like on like par, par with, with like an expensive like sport very true yeah i don't know anything about sports but like yeah i would imagine like yeah the gear mm -hmm. <laughs> still gear still gear yeah <laughs> guitars, guitars but, you know drums drums, drums are drums, that's such an expensive such hobby expensive. like sounding uh talking to john uh, helwig yeah, the dude who's in foxing and then like how much he paid for sticks before he got sponsored right and sponsorship really means he just gets a cut rate i don't think he gets free sticks i think he just gets access to the enormous vat of sticks that he can buy at a heavily discounted rate sure um yeah it's crazy it's crazy yeah it's i know expensive. like to, 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 to like to be at a place where you're actually like paying the bills with music mm -hmm. uh it's not even something that you really like wish for because, right right you know there's that fucking expression like do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life i disagree do what you love and you'll be like tearing apart the thing that you love uh when you 
tie it into like any kind of monetary uh, value. That's why I do feel very fortunate to like have found a passion in being able to to teach or mm-hmm. like just have jobs outside of the service industry or bar community bar. Not when we use the word community bar scene, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like I really try to tell my friends, oh God, like if you can get away from income based on like alcohol but that's like dude yeah Yeah, that's like a trap right like i saw i'm not judging in any sense oh my god i could not be judging less but it's like uh it just really sucks that that's like what you get trapped in and in terms of supporting yourself and it is and it is like a total trap but everything every major life decision that i have made uh from a very young age was based around how can I make music and art and continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Every yeah. fucking choice for where I lived, where I went went to school, loans that I took out, was like, how do I keep doing this? Like, And yeah, it led me living in the middle of fucking nowhere in an abandoned funeral home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, 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 it works. That's Thank awesome. God it works. Yeah, but uh, I don't take it for granted, like, even for a fucking second. Like, every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm I'm able to do like yeah the cards are so stacked against to not to not be able to just make make things to be able to make music and like i'm able to like walk downstairs and record myself the way that i want to or the way that it sounds in my head that that is insane like it's it's only that is a very new thing that's only like a couple of years like that that's Mm -hmm. been going on yeah yeah and i feel like i've yeah like the songs were there for me and sure i was influenced by really lo-fi stuff but i it's like yeah i was just using using what i had and Mm. and that's romantic in a way but it would have it would have been cool to had access to a studio sooner Mm -hmm. um yeah 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 I remember our first record cost $800 to record. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and that was the most money that I had ever spent on anything in my in in my adult life in one go. It was 2012. Those PR, those PR packages, packages, man, those man, things, those things, are, things messed are messed up. up. They're so messed up. They just so take like, the money and do nothing. <laughs> exactly. So it's like just like there's no profession in the world where like they're going to be like, "Oh, play in a different room every night." And you know, play in a different city in a different space and do it exactly the same way every night. Mm-hmm. There's no other profession in the world except PR where they're like, give us money. There's no guarantee that anything will happen for them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we will get paid either way. Yeah, exactly. So we will take this money. Some of these things might happen. Mm-hmm, it's like you mm-hmm. might get the pitchfork right up. You might get, we're going to pitch it to, you're going to pay. That's just <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Um. And people are so caught up in the industry that like they won't talk about this stuff openly anymore because they're working with agents and they are working, you know, with quote unquote good people. It's like, but right, right. You know, there are not very many good people in that industry just by default. It is an industry based on sexist, abuse, misogynistic, fucking race. It is a mm-hmm. horrible, horrible machine. Yeah, the, yeah. The overarching art world of like the Jeff Koon like Art Institute, Basquiat, mm-hmm. million, you know, is is I have no other word for it than disgust. It's yeah, like yeah. I just have I loathe that. 
Yeah. Um, it's yeah. everything that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the same thing with the music industry. And it's just like um, Spotify. <laughs> um, yeah. Plays. Yeah. yeah. Like the fact that a page like has your plays at the top of it. Yeah. That's it's nuts. like it's only hurtful to like any of the bands that are below like you know the the fucking Taylor Swift or whatever. It's like it it only hurts you. Yeah. Like because yeah. you're just judged in this way where it's like a beauty contest of numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's completely yeah. irrelevant because if you like Taylor Swift, you're not going to like go on Spotify and be like, oh, she has 10 million. Play- like, I like this more. <laughs> but if you yeah, go on a yeah. band's page and you see that they have 20 plays a month, you're going to be like, mm, I don't you, It It affects you. Like, totally. It yeah. is a yeah. fact that it that you are biased, that it creates bias in your mind, no matter how uh, open minded you may be you have that psychological reaction to seeing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, So there's been, like, talk about, like, taking that stuff off of there. Um, and, the, yeah, I've gone, it's like, like, yeah, my band is on Spotify, but I have such horribly mixed feelings about it because ultimately yeah, yeah. I want it to be there so people can have it because I've, like, given, I've, like, given it the understanding that I ultimately just want people to be able to to hear my music if they want to right right um and that's what that comes down to and that's like the opposite of being so stubborn where i'm like i'm not going to put this on there because it's so so it's just it's just it's just really difficult um, yeah yeah to, to, to navigate that similar, feelings, similar about feelings about spotify, spotify. And, uh, and uh i've found, I've found that, that like like if people know that you're not on spotify you may as well may not as well be a musician, musician a lot of times for most for people, most people. <laughs> like people yeah. I work with, you know, yeah. like, are you on yeah. Spotify? I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm on Bandcamp. <laughs> like, what the fuck Bandcamp is that? Bandcamp is like, so amazing. I love, I love Bandcamp. Bandcamp is, yeah. is the yeah. people's place. Yeah. It's like, yes. it's so much better. It's got this, it's got the similar, um, the ethos or spirit that the, like the original STL punk has. Like, mm-hmm. You can really find stuff. You can pay people for it. Mm-hmm. Like, and it goes, it, right, it goes to right to them. It goes directly to them. It's nice. Like, nice. Yeah. They take, and even, even when they have the free band camp days, like they don't, they don't take much from it. It's like you, you have a million streams on Spotify and it's completely meaningless. It's like, yeah. I have a good friend who has several million plays. And so I just, I just point blank asked her, like, what is that acute? Like, so are you making money from this? And she was like, I got a check for $200. (laughs) And I was like, Jesus, from Spotify. And she was like, oh no, actually that's like iTunes and Apple music. Like, include everything. What the because I was like, dude, because like, right, she has several million plays. I'm like, how? All right, I don't even. Because, yeah. That's crazy. I, yeah, crazy. It's crazy. It's nice. fucking crazy. Um, yeah. And so you you end up feeling like Chicken Little, where you're running around going, like, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, when you're, like, outspoken about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I get mm-hmm. super throwback feelings of like going to the Art Institute and being like, what do you mean? Like, you don't care about class. Like, these classes are really expensive. Like, mm-hmm. they, they cost like hundreds of dollars a minute. Like, why <laughs> yeah. would you skip them? That's stupid. Like, yeah. that's not yeah. punk. Right. Um, 
it's like that's how I feel like in in the this like bigger participating in the bigger industry because I'm just like why aren't you outspoken about how shady these venues are yeah. the owners yeah. you know about the gentrification about the fucking like like and circling back to the against me thing it's like right when you build your fan base on no war in Iraq and mm-hmm. you know and then you move so far away from those those ideals but that was like what built your career yeah yeah I yeah. hate you know I, I'm not I'm and that's the thing. I'm not trying to to crucify Laura Jane Grace because I think she is a huge step in uh, a good direction in terms of representation and music, and that's mm-hmm. ultimately a good thing. And so I will take it. But it doesn't mean you're not you can't have a critical conversation. Totally. And have it be constructive. And that is a good thing about fucking going to art school because if you can survive art school and actually be open to people criticizing you in a constructive way, like you will be a better person from it. It's most people can't take it and they will drift you apart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And it can be very detrimental to people and make them hate art. Um, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like the, I just don't get it. It's like a really good example I have of that is like, you know, like, like a fucking Joan Jett. I'm like, oh, I fucking yeah, love yeah. Joan Jett. I grew up yeah, and like, yeah. I fucking love Joan Jett. She's made all She man. rules. She yeah. rules. Yeah. And it's like the runaways and all that. And then you're like, you know, and then she has a former bandmate, even, you know, pre Me Too movement, writing about um, that she was raped in a hotel room in Japan. And that's why she quit the runaways. Mm-hmm. And she flew home from Japan. She like t- told her mother that this happened. She wrote the whole thing. I, I believe her every word of her story. She was like Joan Jett knew that that happened and it's like Joan, Joan Jett's like I have no comment about that and it's <laughs> like I don't remember that happening and it's just like because it's like the man that raped this young this teenager mm-hmm. she that man built Joan Jett's career you know and it's like it's just that it becomes such a huge cog in the in the machine that it like feels unbreakable or something where you're like yeah. why can't yeah. Joan Jett be like fuck this guy really right. like why why can't now after can she you know uh because the credibility that it would lend to that is would the enormity of like because you talk about her being like an icon and the chain it's like mm-hmm. but not really when you're just feeding into this preconceived sex symbol thing where yeah. it's yeah. like you're you're playing along uh yeah with that with that industry where it's like more people need to be tearing it apart right like that's what this um the spirit is about well it's nice um i was thinking thinking when you were talking about about, uh, like spotify Spotify and stuff and uh how nice it is is that like some of the st louis music that was kind of like unbelievably good it, like it's, it's kind like of gone nowhere and is sort of a secret of like a few of the people who saw the bands and like cherish them uh, especially talking, especially to, the talking to the bands about it, like, like we just spoke to Cine Nominee um, mm-hmm. last week, last and it's like they've, they've toured all over America, America a bunch of yeah, times, and they're, they're super talented. talented. Their record the sounds record amazing, sounds amazing. Um, and it's like I think they have some reach. I think they have some really dedicated fans, kind of all over the place, but like not a lot has come with it in the sense that like the industry has like rewarded them in some way for being really fucking good, you know, and working really hard. Um, it's, um, just it's just a secret, just a secret. like this really, really hot, hot, white hot, white secret, hot secret for St. Louisans. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of nice. nice. It it is. It's like it's 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 uncorrupted, right? Like totally. I mean, totally. I, 
I know that people talk about people like selling out and stuff and I and I get it like that there are lines of that too because it's like I don't I don't wish people not like having um, even commercial success it's just like it's just like when it reach a certain level and you just become another one of the, the sheep it, it just sucks and it, mm. I think like yeah the best bands are our secrets and not in a way that it's like uh, exclusive or like not, right, you're not right. sharing it but it's just that right there's it hasn't been um, corrupted mm-hmm. um, like I don't know I just watched the jawbreaker documentary and Mm-hmm. they signed to the major label and people bought tickets to their shows to then heckle them and then <laughs> all turn their backs on them so weird. so weird that was so weird to me like i did not know that story i was completely ignorant to that and i was like that i don't think you know i don't think the the uh that 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 they deserve that i guess is what it's yeah, like yeah. what the hell like it's such a weird thing to spend money and then turn your back on a band like, right right so fucking weird uh it's the ultimate failing of capitalism capitalism. (laughs) it's like oh so like your your act ended at purchasing the ticket and like no one it's as though it doesn't even matter what happens at the show right exactly you don't even yeah and then the band broke up and people were like oh why'd they break up i know yeah i wonder why right yeah, 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 like I think I really think it's okay that they sign to a major label. I think there are bands that are able to do that and like, mm-hmm. uh, and and be okay. You know, um, it's just gets really tricky. Uh, yeah, yeah, like when Super you when tricky. you yeah when you're building your your career on these really grassroots ethics, it's mm-hmm. like then you can't really make that jump, and it inherently just becomes exploitation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It's true. It is. Yeah. So for every band like against me who like uh, did spend like a long time like busting their ass touring and doing it the right way. There's like a hundred bands who did the same thing and have nothing close to what they have. A million. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's so true. It really is. There's so many. But it's like there's more bands now than ever yeah and it's like you have so much access with the internet but it's just yeah it's just this this really double-edged sword with um spotify and then like also like really yeah who has access to it because then it's like you have words like influencers and Mm -hmm. like these like really contrived constructed you know um profile experiences Yeah. Um, yeah i don't know and i'm not saying like i'm just i'm not I'm a very accepting person in the sense of like this is reality, like this is the world that 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 we were experiencing together in this dimension. So it's like I'm not gonna say things were better or were especially not in the past. It's like you yeah, gotta keep yeah. going forward. But you gotta like try to break some of this this toxic shit apart though. Go, wait, 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 wait. we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna do this, right? Like we're not gonna turn music into like a miss america pageant you know like right like i i I do hope it swings the other way i have some faith that that it will i think some um independent spaces will pop up out of this out of necessity um i'm at least very hopeful for that i'm really hopeful that those spaces will be more inclusive more and more accessible and and safer Mm -hmm. spaces for everybody Mm -hmm. that participates in them because yeah. I can really see yeah. that. It would just be like if Lombard Center didn't end up being abusive. It's like that would have been the space. Like that type yeah. of yeah. 
yeah community totally, center totally. where young people can go and express themselves because um, it's like i saw puppet shows there i saw operas there mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. that was important yeah it was amazing yeah. that all that stuff could could all take place there and that it made sense mm-hmm. yeah new yeah, music circle music shows, shows noise shows, shows uh like really, really well respected uh, uh like experimental, experimental uh touring acts like tatsuya nakatani and bob rainey and all those weird, all those weird folks who, folks like, who like weren't even weren't really even from our really generation, generation that like required yeah. Mark to know about them or just Juju you know and... yes yes yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally that's big yeah, shit noise. yeah like just seeing people like yeah rip cellos apart I don't yeah. Know, yeah. you know like but it's, yeah happening uh that was that was very eye-opening and like um from what, what we've heard, or from what I've heard from, like, some of the other folks that we've interviewed, it sounds like a lot of the dismantling of, of like, uh, toxic structures has, has at least, like, created room for, um, like, a scene to be built upon some, like, more inclusive principles, I guess. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah I'm here for it. I know Ben is, is there for Oh, I was mm-hmm. going to say, Don Beasley booked a really fun show at the Czech Center, because you said, like, Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like the Lemp Center and I thought about the Czech Center and then like also like at VFWs and churches mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. was the other weird places I would play is like I had like because it was high school it was like I ne- inevitably had friends that were part of like Cornerstone it was like Crossroads or like these kids you know going to like <laughs> like church camp or whatever yeah but yeah. yeah the Crossroads like, kids were crazy. were crazy I remember them yeah remember them. just spaces you just fucking need spaces to to be a weirdo and yeah, like be yeah. loud and yeah were you, were you present you present at the at the, the ethical the society ethical show society during show the snowstorm i don't think so okay but i feel okay. like i remember that but i don't it's also possible i don't know i don't think so it was Maybe. pretty it was legendary pretty i think legendary. i mean right. i think yeah. a lot of stories are told about it because it was it such a like such a, uh, like a warm just scene like you know fuzziness <laughs> yeah <I laughs> just mean, like I against was, me like, or whatever, me or whatever. Yeah. right i was at the lemp though a lot like sitting in the back like i don't know you know like sometimes i was just like on the couch like mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. It's different for me because I was, like, so actively, like, processing trauma. Mm-hmm. So I would just go there to, like, get the fuck out of my house. Mm-hmm. So it actually is entirely possible that I was at that show. I don't know. Like, I was, yeah, I was at the Lemp a lot. Spent a lot of time with Mark. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I saw um, a lot of political poetry, um, act, speak, yeah, I don't know. Things things that were, like, even, like, beyond my understanding, you know, mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm at the time yeah it was yeah. like i was 15 um, right yeah right. Yeah. yeah those fans taught me a lot about the world it was like because i liked the dead kennedys i would learn about what the fuck napalm was it was like that was giving yeah. me a much yeah. better education in terms of like yeah the u.s's occupation and uh obliteration of other countries yeah uh, than yeah. anything that i had in school so it was like yeah yeah the like the the imperial nature of like american history is is finally becoming kind of a mainstream way to teach history which it totally wasn't even like 15 years ago it totally wasn't no it's such a new thing thing. (laughs) no i mean and it is true that like it's okay to teach creationism in certain schools and that textbooks are approved and different depending on county by county like yeah like what what goes goes into that um yeah i yeah i was fortunate to have a really good history teacher at, at lafayette mm-hmm. uh mr mm-hmm. clawwitter 
that was that was really really on on it but um yeah. but no it's not it's not good enough you you're taught from a very young you like make little paper turkeys <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah yeah I everybody that, yeah. from the I 80s that. yeah has made yeah. traced their hand and made a fucking turkey that's right and that's right made a construction paper feather that they wore and they wore little buckles colored in little pilgrims like yeah that's that really is fucking yeah just really makes bizarre no sense. Makes, yeah. sense. makes yeah. no sense it's completely yeah. completely yeah. fabricated like yeah. here's this might as well yeah. just be like santa claus here we go like yeah it's the same fucking thing mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. children are absolutely yeah. capable of understanding very complex things yeah and yeah. you're like, you know, but that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what you get in music because it's like, and, and in art, because that's exactly right. Like the things that you lack in that education, mm-hmm. that's, that's really rich stuff that it fills in. And like, that's what I told my students. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you like love K-pop, it's like fucking start a K-pop band. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dance yeah. in your room and learn fucking Korean. Like do mm-hmm. whatever the fuck inspires you like trying to like shake them like just be silly and funny and weird like all mm-hmm. just for yourself like that was something that i have always felt shows you know and i still yeah. get that yeah. that that feeling like at certain shows it's just rare it's a it you have to like have a lot of elements to have that work because yeah like playing yeah, I don't know. You're booking shows at the Skadium. <laughs> that was you know? oh, that place was oh, that place fucking ruled. I remember that it, place. Yeah, dude. I think we played a I show with you guys there. Actually, the one show we played there, I was probably with you guys. That sounds right to me. It's like I, <laughs> it, okay, you like you don't, you do not fucking like get to play in a roller rink. That is like yeah, yeah, some movie ass so cool. silliness with people riding around on fucking bicycles and skateboards and like circling it's just like an everlasting circle pit yeah so fun Um, so good (laughs) yeah yeah really 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 great yeah i yeah there's still shows there that's amazing that's Um, amazing that's so funny because the so venues don't last very long, and it's funny that that kind of place, a funky like skate rink, is going to be one of the long-lasting, fucking, yeah, shit. Yeah, though it's inexpensive. It's like a few hundred bucks, and you rent it and free skate. Yeah, damn. But it's like basically they were like saying that like the employees there will then rob you or like you know it's like really 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 sketched out huh yeah huh. yeah um interesting but love it love it, really love it. <laughs> they did us right they did back us in right the day back in the day yeah whatever, whatever you know whoever was running that show well i just i don't know i just didn't have anything of value it's like <laughs> right right I don't, yeah not bringing anything to shows. Uh, Jesse, if you uh, had to Jesse, pick, had like, to pick a like a favorite venue in St. Louis, whether it's to play or go to a show, to what would you show, pick? What would you pick? Right now? Um, uh, just like of uh, all just time. Just like of all time. It would be Mississippi Nights. Cool. Yeah, for Ooh, me. Nice. Yeah, I like I I love that place. Um, Red. I, I yeah, I had nothing but like just really great. <laughs> experiences there uh cool yeah cool. Yeah. yeah yeah i miss i miss that i wish venues like that uh yeah they're rare that's the thing it's like that that venue where there's just like a small stage so that like 
these like yeah mid-level acts come through and yeah you're able to see these full bands like it's really cool yeah um, yeah it's a nice yeah. place i didn't realize how didn't special realize that how place special was until it was gone until and totally. i saw a show saw that should have been booked there been at the pageant <laughs> instead oh no oh no right <laughs> yeah so that's such a good example of the like not being in a it's like yeah the, this i was going there like way when i really shouldn't have been but i had this friend bobby that also was not trying to have sex with me uh which was really amazing uh but um he was like much it would have been like on paper that relationship would have been super sketchy because i wanted he was i think at least 19 uh he might have been 21 i don't remember but i was 15 and 16 and he he took me to shows but he had his own girlfriends that were his age mm -hmm. uh, that was never weird we drifted apart naturally but that was that was like another thing like yeah that, that sarah was talking but yeah this guy taking me down to these shows at mississippi nights um and me not having like any kind of parental <laughs> restrictions to where i was i was doing that but it was yeah it was thankfully it was all really really good so um yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, yeah. Mississippi Nights. <laughs> yeah. 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 I saw like like a uh, common writer there. Um, cool. Jesse Michaels, uh, Operation ID. Uh, oh neat. Oh neat. That's and, cool. Yeah, and it was it was really cool. Um, and I remember talking to him and just being oh like I, I I love Operation Ivy like so much and he was just like so introverted and was just like. <laughs> I hate this. Like, he's just like, <laughs> to, this, like, to this like 16 year old girl at the merch table, he was just like, I'm just tired and I don't, I just don't like it, man. This is just, I don't like it. And like, at the time I was like, whoa. And then I was like, oh, I had a really similar experience with um, Casper from the Distillers. Huh. She was riding huh. a mini motorbike outside of her but like tour bus at the warp tour and i like bumped into her like coming out at the gate at the end of the night and i was like oh i love you so much oh my god i love distillers and she was just like just no, don't like don't be like me like don't <laughs> i was like what Whoa. so i like looked like her we both had black and then it was like as i grew up i was like oh man like yeah she's like struggling with addiction like Jeez. everything that Jeez. i think about a band isn't is real it's like in my yeah damn yeah. damn yeah yeah that's real spot. Yeah. real spot it is yeah damn um yeah. it's so dark so oh dark. my god oh my god yeah yeah you look at like yeah. you see one of your heroes you and they're like, like don't look at me don't like don't ever become me jesus well it's good to see when you're you know young still impressionable yeah i don't know i get it now at the time i was what and then i like got a little older and i was like, oh man yeah that's damn yeah yeah that's, that's a role model right there yeah i have that's intense respect for that she was like not being an asshole yeah mm -hmm. and then it was mm -hmm. like um yeah fucking uh but the distillers that was a thing like i had gone to warp tour and i remember like fucking uh, H2O was playing, I think, at the same time as the Distillers. Mm -hmm. And so all of the dudes that I rode there with went to go see H2O. And I was like, I'm going to go see this this band. And they were playing at, like, 
on a stage that was facing the sun. Ugh. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So they were playing just blind. I just remember like um, Brody just yeah sweating and like staring right into right into the fucking sun. Yeah. But I and there was yeah. a very big. There was maybe like thirty five people uh, huh. watching huh. them. Damn, oh, fuck H2O. I would totally watch the distillers. I fucking love the distillers. Yeah, but I was like, this is my shit! I mean, I just lost my... I lost my shit. Yeah, I was like... um, Yeah, that was really cool. Well, for those 35 people, that was probably the fucking raddest that, like, they didn't have to have all those other people who didn't care, you know, filling in the space, you know? Yeah, it was definitely specialist for a warp Tour experience. I think so. Yeah. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And I don't know, they were, they were not, people had not, yeah, heard of them yet. But then I saw them at the Gargoyle. Oh, was so cool. cool. So I was at that show. There you go. See? Proof. We were in the same room. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and Suicide Machines played. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, they all like signed my jean jacket and like, Brody was in the um, bat, like in the bathroom, like doing her makeup, and was just so, so fucking nice. Like, like met her um, at a few shows that mm-hmm. everyone saw, and she was just always so down to earth and kind. And then they let Nineteen play. Oh, that's uh, so cool! That's so cool. <laughs> they let them open, and I'm pretty sure, like, um, it was like the oh god, what was that fucking. Oh, they're all this the thing. Galaxy? It was the like, galaxy? It was the galaxy, but I'm trying to think of the band. It was like the um It's not Tiger like the it's not Tiger Army? Not Tiger Tiger Army. Tiger Army. Yeah. Or Necromantic like, Necromantic. Exactly. I mixed them up. That's because it would like cut into their uh, set. But Brody Brody was just like, <laughs> get up there. You guys can play one song. Fuck and yeah. I was just like, Oh my god, I like lost my shit. It was so cool. That's, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that's, that's super, yeah, yeah that's really super. nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, Does she have a Australian accent? Yeah. Um, not that I noticed uh-huh. uh, very much. Uh-huh. Right. But it's not like I had long right. conversations with her. Like she was always just like, "You're you're awesome," and like would give me like hugs and just was yeah. That's super cool. Met met a lot of bands cool. and she was very sweet and like I think like yeah having my like no people don't do that mm-hmm. where they're like let the local band come up and play a song and like cut in you, you know like yeah not, they don't do yeah, yeah that's not that's really cool that's not a that's thing really cool. um and I think that that's like yeah something that you lose control of when the strings get inevitably more and more pulled for you it's that I think there's this like this sweet spot and that's like a point I was trying to make earlier is like trying to encourage my friends to like get out of the the trap of having to work at bars or like just anything that you can do to support yourself that isn't like where every day you are in like a toxic environment I'm just really yeah. really aware yeah. of that and that's really 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 difficult to do mm-hmm. um and just being so aware of that where it's like when you talk about it's like oh you encourage that well how do you do it well it's like I don't know you make compromises in other places in your life like mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying like yeah living living in a small town or living in a community living in an area that you wouldn't think that you would so that like you can make less money but have more freedom yeah yeah is totally. a risk yeah, that yeah, people totally. aren't too keen on but it's yeah. like um or like yeah not living in a major city because that shit just eats you eats you up and yeah 
I would encourage people like not to make money doing music or like making art. If you can sell your art and like have it work out, that's great. But getting so lost in it where it becomes your job, it's like if you can make your life money like doing something that is fulfilling to you and then keep art in that in that special zone where it, it's for you, I just think that's a much more rewarding life. Totally. And I think you're going to die totally. happier. Um, that's my two cents like I think just from the experience that I have with just having friends that have more um, transparent success it's like they're not happy Um, and then I'm like putting these puzzle pieces together where that just goes up and up and up and up the gate like there's always somebody more famous there's always somebody with more likes or more streams and you're always comparing yourself so it's like yeah it all comes down to these small things in life um you know um genuine connection um yeah when you have yeah yeah you lose you lose that I agree. That's a probably the, an excellent Thanks, thing to end on right there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jesse. It was really a pleasure talking to you guys. Don't be strangers. Uh, let me let me know how it goes. So that was part two of our interview with Jesse Rose Crane. I want to thank Jesse and the Dead Rose Boys and The Funds for letting us use some of their music. To listen to more of The Funds, go to thefunds.bandcamp.com. You have been listening to Grind the Arch, Oral Histories of the St. Louis Music Scene, hosted by Caleb True and Jim Fitzpatrick. This episode has been mixed by me, Caleb True. The Grind the Arch logo was designed by Julia Hahn. To check out more episodes or to listen to the first part of this interview, go to anchor.fm slash grindthearch. If you have questions or comments, we can be reached at grindthearch at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.